Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Cut on day in the NFL. We wanted to bring in Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard, NewYorkUpstate.com, the Shout Podcast. Make it all make sense, Matt. We've got the Boogie Basham trade to start. Uh, you just heard the soundbite there in Gene's update. It looked as if Boogie Basham wasn't going to make the team, so the Bills try to salvage something uh, for their former second-round pick and get something back in return. Is there concern? Do, do you feel like there's concern within the organization, that, or, or at least I, I think fans are concerned, that, that man, Brandon Bean does have some pretty significant misses on his, uh, on his resume? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you go back, and, and I did it today, uh, I've been talking about it in our subtext group all morning, uh, about the 12 day two picks that he's made since coming over as, or starting as GM. It's not great, right? Like, I mean, four starters right now, the jury's kind of uh, like out on, on James Cook and what this year is going to look like. There's obviously a lot of hope for him. But, I mean, when you look at like guys like Boogie Basham and A.J. Epinesa who were a direct result of, you know, getting into the Patrick Mahomes era and trying to draft to combat that. I mean, those were two premium picks that just didn't work out. And, and I still argue, you know, I think Boogie Basham had a better summer than A.J. Epinesa. Mm. But I don't think either of them are really in their long-term plans. But here's where I kind of push back on fans that, like, you know, I get the frustration. And, and being a fan, you get to be frustrated. I, I get that part of it. I mean, when you see Creed Humphrey going a couple spots, after Boogie Basham, you know, that, that, that'll raise the blood pressure for anybody. I get that. But, you know, some of the things that he's done, Brandon being like, you know, obviously Josh Allen, uh, finding a franchise quarterback, building around that quarterback over the last couple of years while sustaining a roster that has been now a Super Bowl contender for four consecutive seasons. I saw yesterday that more money has come in on the bills to win the Super Bowl to this point uh, in sports books than any other team. And so, like, with all the national narrative switching, this is still arguably the team in the NFL with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And one thing I like, too, I was as critical as anybody on the Cody Ford stuff. We talked about this over the years, guys. Like, you know, the way that they unfolded that plan for him and the back and forth. But what do you have to do over the course of time to improve, learn from mistakes, right? And I think the Ford deal was a mistake and what they're doing now is they went out and they found a guard in the draft in, in Osiris Torrance all early accounts are that he's awesome 
And but you know what's the difference? They didn't reach for Ford in the second round. They they went out and got Torrance, who was arguably the best guard in the draft in the second round. It's a little bit of a different approach. And you know I think that's where in the draft you got to pick and choose your spots. Of course you got to pick best player available, but you also got to fill holes, and you got to fill holes with good players. So if that ends up being a five, ten year starter, Osiris Torrance, Pro Bowl potential, like that eventually will cancel out the Cody Ford experience. And, you know, Greg Rousseau, if he ends up being a Pro Bowl caliber defensive end, I think that hit cancels out Boogie and uh, A.J. Epinesa. So you just got to use perspective. You got to weigh things. It's not a great look, but I do agree with Chris. It's a good situation to at least flip it where it doesn't look like you just got to kind of cut bait. You can make a deal. And maybe for Boogie, this could be end up pointing. There's another thing. On the other end of this, in like two years, we can look back at this as being something where Boogie flourishes in New York, where he finally has an opportunity. That's not a very deep edge rusher class over there, uh, depth chart. So if he ends up go, like having a couple good seasons, you know, then we'll be on the other side of it. Bills fans will be like, oh, man, you shouldn't have given up on Boogie yeah, so right. soon. So it's, it's always that conversation. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, our guest here in the sports bar, as uh, we're going to have lots of uh, news here today. Uh, next item. Mom Miller, he's going to be on PUP. He's not available now till at minimum week five. Uh, Matt, is there any surprise in this move in your opinion? None. Uh, I mean, this is something that I had in my 53-man roster projection. We've been talking about this since the beginning of the summer. Guys, he hasn't practiced yet at all. Like, and, and, of course, you've got to activate him off pop for him to practice. But I just think that like, they would have probably pulled the trigger on that a little sooner, knowing when they had – Trey White started practicing last year, and you know I thought Vaughn was going to be quicker than Trey. So the fact that you know they haven't given him that green light, you know, in the last couple of days made me think that this was the uh, eventual outcome. And I listen, I think it's okay. Like I know fans are worried, but I don't think you're getting supercharged seventy percent of snaps Von Miller in Week One against the Jets, no matter what you do. So this is an opportunity for, you know, they move buggy. It is looking like, and I've been chasing it, I can't get it nailed down, that, you know, if Kingsley Jonathan ends up being that surprise, you know, makes the roster, or maybe they go heavier at another position group. We'll see how this all uh, unfolds here over the next 30 minutes. But, like, I thought Kingsley Jonathan low-key was had the most juice of any yeah. edge rusher outside of Greg Rousseau in the summer. Yeah. Cramped. Yeah, he, I, I was going to just say, Matt, absolutely right. I mean, Kingsley Jonathan, if he if he if he deserves to be on this roster, it's because he looked like a better player than Boogie Basham through the preseason. He looked like a better player than AJ Epineza through the preseason. Yeah, there's just something about him. Like watching him, right now. Listen, you got to use this with you know with a grain of salt. He's going up against third teamers most of, most of the time, so that's got to be part of the evaluation. But there's just something. Just from the naked eye, seeing him come off the ball with the explosion, size, and power, like speed to power. That's something that one of the things you don't see a lot from A.J. Epinesa, at least from the naked eye. I'm not a film analyst. I'm not a football coach. But just seeing the way that these guys attack edge rushers it just, or uh, left tackles, it just seems different when Kingsley Jonathan was doing it during the preseason. So I'm interested to see like what this looks like. Does he... Does AJ Epinesa get uh, a jersey uh, in week one if it's Kingley Jonathan in the mix? Do they go with Jonathan as that fourth guy? You know, it's been trending in the Shaq Lawson direction. I mean, he's just like old faithful at this point. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. 
And I was talking, actually, my brother texted me about this. I was in a conversation with him a little while ago. I am the family uh, Bill's texter. Yeah. Uh, there's a question that tends to come up. And he was asking me about, you know, Ed Oliver and, like, uh, the boogie trade and all this kind of stuff. And I said, one thing I'm really thinking with the way that this defensive line is constructed, I think the look that you're really going to see them lean into early in the season is Floyd and Shaq on the, on the edges moving Greg Rousseau inside, allowing him to rush and work with Ed Oliver. Listen, that's not the best uh, run-stopping unit per se, but I think what you can do is Shaq and Leonard are so, uh, Floyd are so good at setting the edge and defending the run. We've seen that consistently over the years from Shaq. It, it allows those two guys in the middle to really put pressure in, from the interior, which is what I think Sean McDermott wants to do anyway. Uh, so I think this defensive line, 10 deep probably, uh, depending on how this thing shakes out in the next couple of minutes, uh, they really like that, and, and Bogey was going to have a role. And I, I don't think you also wanted to go into another year where you're, you're, you're just spinning your tops with Epinesa and Basham getting like 30% of the snaps together. We're talking about Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, also the Shout Podcast. Uh, I believe it was Ryan Talbot, the first to report that Isabella was not going to be making the team. Um, and there's other reports that Justin Shorter is on the team. So Shorter's role this year, and you know, we're still waiting 4 o'clock. Like, Kyer, uh, not Kyer, let me beg your pardon, uh, the other wide receiver, Khalil Shakir, um, his role on this team, is it absolutely safe, Matt? I think so. I think Shakir is uh, play all three spots and that kind of versatility. Listen, you're a play away from really needing it. And they also have gotten into the habit in the last couple of years of really rotating their guys. Uh, I think Trent Sherfield, Deontay Hardy are first up, but if you're not keeping Isabella and he, which I agree with, like, I don't think that he should have been on the final 53. Like, I don't think he did enough. I thought that that turnover there was eye opening in that last game. Um, you really can't have that in this limited audition. Um, I, I think you could keep all, all six of them. And I think shorter fits into that immediate four phase special teams role. Uh, you know, you could see the excitement, uh, um, from Matt Smiley when you watch them, uh, going through all their stuff during the practice sequences. So, and Shakir is, is just in case anything happens, they're going to continue to develop him. I know some fans are really down on the player, but he's still very young and he's a day three pick. And like, I, I remember after, um, you know, uh, the first, I can't remember if it was the first year or second year, but like some of those day three picks getting cut as you move along in the um, build, a lot of these guys are going to have to just hang back on to the practice squad. Uh, and if they do make the roster, maybe it's not a huge role in year one and year two. Uh, but there's a, a little bit of a slow bill with the guys that they really like, and I think they like Shakir. Matt, we know that a handful of veterans will end up on the Buffalo Bills practice squad. Were you surprised to see that Ike Butker and David Kessenberry were moved on from in favor of uh, younger guys, Alec Anderson, potentially here when we get the final 53? Will we see uh, Will we see Vandermark, uh, you know, some, some line depth on the offensive line? What do you think of Kessenberry and uh, Butker potentially ending up on, on the uh, practice squad yeah i mean i think that's the, the the best place for them at this stage in their careers uh i think butker could have been like the last depth interior guy had they not done so much work on those positions in the offseason like they brought in three new players and one of them was a you know prime uh free agent target in Connor mcgovern and we'll see what the injury status is uh with him hopefully we'll get an update on that tomorrow but um 
Yeah, I, I, I think Carson Berry wasn't very good again this year. And he's got a great story. And you hate to talk negatively about the guy. He beat cancer. He's this, He's unbelievable that he's still competing at the level that he is. And he was reliable in the sense that they could, you know, have some versatility with him, move him around. But I just think Vandermark was, you know, the next best player. Um, not as good at right tackle, but he could kind of do both. Deion Dawkins has been very healthy over the years. Now you have a guy in Vandermark that if he goes down, you feel pretty good about inserting him. Alexander Anderson, they drafted him as a tackle. I'm not sure if that's where he's the best at now. He's played much better on the interior over the course of the preseason. But just having a guy that can do multiple things, all five spots, he's like the, the modern-day uh, Rick Bates. And so I, I think they like that a lot with him. And Questenberry, I think it's easy gonna be get, to get him back on the press squad. And, guys, don't rule out them making a move, whether it be from the crop of free agents that are going to hit the market slash uh, the waiver wire or via trade over the next week to kind of add a, a little bit more insurance to tackle, proven insurance. Yeah, uh, Matt Perino, our guest here. So, Matt, I, I always say this kind of disclaimer. Like, if there's a report that someone, my gosh, Brandon Bean was talking about Jonathan Taylor. I, well, Brandon Bean's going to talk about anybody who might be available. I don't know if that means anything. And if if that, what I'm saying, is true, then well, what do you make of Brandon Bean apparently being interested in, in trading for Trey Lance? Is that just Bean doing his due diligence, or is that an indicator that, oh, wait a second, our, our backup quarterback here isn't good enough? I mean, so a couple of things. First of all, I think it's a better fit. Like, when you can get a player like that, like, I think it just makes sense to, like, call about it. And it's a former first-round pick. He's got a lot of similarities to the way that he plays the game to Josh, like which I don't think Kyle Allen has. Kyle Allen, Case Keenum before him. You get you get those kind of guys, and you've kind of got to change some of your offense once you get them uh, into the game if Josh Allen's injured. So I think that's the appeal of Trey Lance. And I think that backup quarterback is an upgradable spot. Like Even if they end up going into the year with Kyle Allen, if there's an upgrade to be had, I wouldn't expect that, that Bean would run away from that. It's why they went out and signed Mitch Trubisky a couple of years ago. To me, it felt a lot like that. And I think Trey Lance is even has a bigger arm and potentially like can fit into some of that off-script stuff a little bit more even than Mitch Trubisky was. So it wasn't surprising to me. If we find out in the aftermath that, that Bean called on Jonathan Taylor, that wouldn't even surprise me because he is just in the business of always figuring out what it would take to get good players and if it makes sense for them. I'd imagine he calls on most guys that he doesn't even really intend on trading for. Maybe he, you know, when we talked to him on Wednesday, uh, maybe he would say, yeah, and in the end, we probably were never going to make a deal, but I just wanted to figure out what it would be, and this is what I was comfortable with giving up for him. <laughs> so, you know, like, if I'm another GM, I'm like, okay, Brandon, are you serious? But that makes smart. <laughs> it, that makes so much sense because then you have a baseline of your own players. You know, to, to, it, it's, it's, it's smart business by Brandon Bean. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I also think that when you have a roster that's close, like Brandon Bean always talks about you're never one player away. And to a degree, I agree with that. But, like, if you have a spot, like, if you were to get banged up at tackle early in this season and Ryan Vandermark goes out and it's not good, I think you've got to be able to pivot pretty quickly. And if you're having all these conversations already, as active as Brandon Bean is, I think that that better positions you as a general manager to be able to make something happen a little bit quicker. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. We didn't see any of Terrell Bernard in the preseason, Matt. Do you think we'll see any of him in the regular season? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I think we could see him sooner rather than later. I don't think they're going to rush him back from the hamstring, but I, I think it's a very short leash for Dotson. Um, I'm not nearly as low on him as some. Not saying that I'm high on him. I think that there's probably better options. They could have found a better option in free agency. Like we remember, like I think that they were down the road a little bit with Levante David, who ended up just probably getting more money back in Tampa Bay. Like that's a, you want to talk about trades. Like I've been mentioning that on our show. Like would that surprise you if they get three or four weeks into the season? It's not going good. Terrell Bernard's got two stars. Dotson's got two stars. And they both have looked bad that Bean doesn't send a day three pick. Uh, or even maybe a day two pick to trade for Levante David to bring him in uh, after Baker Mayfield show blows up uh, over the course of the first month in Tampa Bay. So there's always those kinds of things uh, on the back burner that I think could come into play. And I'm excited to see what Bernard looks like. Like, I, I think it kind of stinks that he didn't get a chance to really show what he could do in the preseason. I think from a coverage perspective, especially, that's where I'm really going to be watching him if he does get to play. Yeah, last one for me, and it's like I don't want to take this for granted at all. Just it's another benchmark for number three there. Uh, the, the thought that uh, here we were in early January, and yeah, it's been trending this way. But but your thoughts on Demar Hamlin and how much action he may actually see on the field is uh, Tom Felicero is reporting that he's made the final fifty-three man. Yeah, I think this has been trending this way for a few weeks. As soon as we saw him playing a game, um, getting a. You know, he was a depth safety for them last year. I think he is better than the guy that they had uh, before him in uh, Jaquan Johnson, who we just saw today get cut by the Raiders reportedly mm-hmm. uh, after one uh, summer there. I mean, that's that's pretty brutal development for the Bills' former six-round draft pick. But I think Hamlin is a guy that proved last year, beyond any doubt, that you can trust him to go in for some of these safeties and, and play at a high level at times. Like it wasn't perfect. It wasn't always great. He had his, his bad games too, but I thought he had, you know, a lot of good moments as well. And I think that they really like him on special teams. He's been kind of a regular there since they drafted him. He competes, he flies to the ball, he hits hard. So yeah, he's going to have a role and uh, it's really exciting knowing where this thing was seven months ago in Cincinnati to where we are now. It's, it's great. Matt, it's a busy day. You're gracious with your time. I want to make sure you had time before we let you go to tell everybody where they can get more of your work here as we lead up to week one. Yeah, most of the good stuff. You can find 716-528-6727. Text us, become a shout insider. Uh, we are talking through everything that happens around cut day. Uh, you have a question, text us. We'll answer you directly. We might even bring it into the shout podcast uh, later. Uh, we're doing one tomorrow after the practice squad is uh, officially made. Uh, and then we'll have your coverage over at Syracuse.com, NewYorkUpstate.com. Yeah, I, I remember way back in the day, I don't know if you watched Letterman, like I'm talking old Letterman, NBC, and he'd have guests cancel all the time, and they would just bring over Marv Albert, you know, at the last second there. Marv was great and, you know, would go over there and happily do it. You know, I'm just saying, I'm your Marv Albert in case you ever oh, need it. Here anything. we go. So in the jeans wow. in midseason form it's already. like three months since yeah. he worked one of those in. I didn't know where you were going there for a while. You were hoping he wasn't going to call you the Marv Albert of the sports bar. That's where I thought he was going. Yeah, like I respect you. know, Way to sneak that one back in. We'll get you back on 2024. I'm going to look at some dates. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it, Matt. Enjoy the rest of your day, bud. Later, boy. There, Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, doing great work covering the Buffalo Bills at NewYorkUpstate.com. And, of course, the Shop Podcast with Ryan Talbot. (sighs) That's probably not the smartest idea by me to put myself in the same category as Marv Albert, right? Because what is he known for, right? 
Oh, I, I, yeah. yes. Not 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 for being the fill-in guy on, on Letterman. No, he's not, not known for that. I mean, he's not, his catchphrase yeah. isn't even really what he's um, known for. I mean, for a while there, it was, yes! And that was all you really knew him as. And it counts! Yes! Now, it's years removed from Marv Albert. It's like, what do you remember about Marv Albert? Yeah, he was kind of a weirdo, right? <laughs> yeah. Bit some woman on the back multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got fired. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, all right. We got to get to I'll drink to that. We've got some takes on tap next in the sports bar. Funny how like we were talking about Arizona, Washington yesterday. And, we, and then all of a sudden, wait a second. They cut Colt McCoy. Well, this week's uh, week one spot. Like, I don't think the quarterbacks are getting cut. But again, it's an line that I think looks fishy. Denver and the Raiders. I will dive into that. And the Mets did this last night. But I'm proud of the fan base for both booing their own team. And Danger, actually, you will agree with me on this day. Yeah, you're probably right. I have a a hot take for the fans. We'll we'll get into that more next here. And a training camp uh, preseason take as well that I'll share uh, coming up here on the Sports Bar. I'll drink to that as on the way. You can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line anytime at 866-4326. Best barbecue in town? That's easy. Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in East Rochester. Award-winning barbecue, lunch, dinner, catering, and must-try weekday specials like Taco Tuesday, Wacky Wing Wednesday. Tuesdays, you got Good Smoke's Chicken Pork or Beef Gordita for only $3. Wacky Wing Wednesday. Buy one, get one free wings. Good Smoke's giant signature wings for buy one, get one free on all six or 12 wing dine-in orders. On top of that, Good Smoke's super happy hour features buy one, get one draft beers and $3 well drinks weekdays from 2 to 6. Enjoy Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 